HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is brought to you by Roberta's, home of Heritage Radio Network for 10 years. Roberta's was founded in Bushwick in 2008 and has become one of the most iconic restaurants in the country. HRN made its home inside of Roberta's in 2009, and together they have become part of the DIY fabric of the neighborhood. Roberta's, the pizza restaurant, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week and serves much more than just the famous wood-fired pizzas. Their team dreams up new salads, pastas, and sandwiches on the regular. Roberta's Tiki Bar is alive and well in the back garden, serving up frozen drinks in the summer and hot toddies in the winter. Stop by the bakery and takeout spot next door for fresh breads, sticky buns, and pizzas to go. And of course, there's the two Michelin-starred Blanca tucked away in the garden for truly daring diners. But Roberta's also extends beyond Bushwick, with multiple locations in New York City and now in Los Angeles. You can also find their frozen pies in grocery stores around the country. The spirit of Roberta's, like Heritage Radio Network, is everywhere. Here's to many more years of pizza-powered radio. Learn more about Roberta's at robertaspizza.com. Welcome to HRN on Tour at South by Southwest 2023. I'm Christine Sykes-Lowe, and today I am joined by Ify Roma. She's one of the producers of the 2023 Future of Food here in Austin, Texas, in South by Southwest. So, Ify, tell me about the genesis of this event, because we were here last year, and we interviewed quite a few of your cohorts, and we had a good time talking about many different things of what brought this together. Um, actually ate a cricket on air, which was uh, interesting. But tell me how this has evolved. I know that you've been involved for the past three years, and it was um, partially uh, online, and then it went into a hybrid event last year, and now it's full force in person. Thank you for the question. Um, yeah, I'll start at the inception of this, um, but actually a little bit before that. So South by Southwest used to have a food track and then 
in uh, 2020, they were not going to have a food track. And so RNA, our co-organizer and vision leader of uh, Future of Food, was like, no, we need to have food. Food is important. Let's do a side event. Let's call it the Future of Food. So started to do that planning, but then the pandemic hit, of course. Um, but once we all opened back up, we were like, let's do this event. It was that first year. So we did it um, a hybrid and was all, well, first year, excuse me, first year we did it all online, which was awesome. So many different people being able to video in and talk and connect with people digitally. But then we opened up last year where you got to eat the cricket. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, that was the first year getting to do that live here and, and also streaming it to see a lot of people being able to catch this everywhere. And what makes our events different is that we are free and open to the public. Same thing with all of our um, streaming. It's completely open source knowledge and it's out there because our mission is to disperse information. Little Herds, which is the organizing nonprofit that runs Future of Food, um, is an educational nonprofit at heart. Originally started to educate people on the sustainability of insects and um, insects ag insect agriculture as being a benefit to our food system. But once the pandemic hit, switched from eating bugs to just helping people eat. And this is where we find ourselves now. Well, it's a full day of programming, two days, am I correct? Two days, complete programming. Um, can you tell listeners a little bit more about the guests you had, the speakers you had, um, what, what a full day looks like at the Food Summit? Ooh, okay. Um, well, so Future Food is an event series. And right now we have popped up at South By for um, the last three years, like we've talked about. We've also popped up a little bit at some different like um, Farm Share, one of our partners. They're kind of outdoor festivals. And so we can scale up and scale down. This is our full kind of weekend festival of Future of Food. Mm -hmm. But we are doing more and more smaller events. In terms of full programming, when it comes to um, this weekend and when we're doing this at South by Southwest I mean just so many panels you know and th this year what was so interesting is that because the food track came back there was so much energy getting folks to the official South by Southwest Center getting on those stages that Little Herds and Future of Food team worked with folks in the food industry and food system to submit their panels so we were actually doing um, panel pickers earlier and helping people get their panels together, craft the names, bring the people on stage to curate these really interesting conversations. And so, you know, not everybody can get on the official South by Southwest stage. However, we get to have a little bit more control over our programming. And what we're most excited about is that we can create space for smaller nonprofits or um, just companies that are getting out there, CPGs, Folks like that, and then celebrity activists like Andrew Zimmern and uh, you know Shatta Chakraborsky, who's with We Don't Have Time. You know we have some heavy hitters across the stage. There's just everybody that comes to our stage. 
And you mentioned the name um, RNA, for those who don't know who that is, uh, Little Herd's founder, correct? Yes, Robert Nathan Allen, Little Herd's founder, started back in like 2014, like I said, with his love of insects and educating the community about that. Um, but he's, he's an organizer and a connector, and so he's all about... Uh, helping nonprofits connect to for-profit companies and really uh, distributing the funds to be able to make the food system work better and help people eat. Well, when, when I came here yesterday, um, the energy was pretty high. There was a lot of people here and you had uh, congruently, you had uh, vendors uh, doing samples of different foods between nonprofits, farmers, uh, independent product makers. We had uh, a panel, full panel, up on stage being filmed, uh, doing this uh, simultaneously as all this was going on. It was a lot of activity. So um, exciting. And it's here at the South by Southwest Center, which is their headquarters, correct? So um, in and out with a lot of people doing a lot of different things. Um, where do you see this growing over the next several years? Do you see, have a vision, your group? Oh, thank you for that question. Yeah. Uh, yes, so just to talk a little bit about the outdoor inside, we really wanted this field day activity out there and being able to showcase and have people have an interactive experience because the organizers, the producing company here that works for Little Herds is Ministry of Muse. It's my event company. And um, we are collaborators and we're artists. And so we want every part of this to feel artistic to the way that we're displaying the food and who we're bringing in. And when we're bringing in those folks in the community to do stands outside, we're like, hey, What's the way that we can make this educational and how can we make this artistic? Because we want people to leave feeling inspired and that's the number one goal. Of course, you can come in here and you can listen to the panels and that's awesome. And you can bring your kids and, and all people of all different ages kind of have a way to plug into the space, which can feel a little different at other food conferences. Um, when it comes to the vision here, Scaling up and scaling down. So this feels like it's our festival. Um, a two-day festival as of now could move into a long, a couple days, you know, can grow. Right. Definitely need more support and funding to do that. We are a small, scrappy, mighty team. I called in a lot of friend favors to make this happen. And uh, thank you, friends. <laughs> Always got to give the shout out gotta to the Got to give friends. the shout yes. out to the friends, you know, <laughs> friends of food. Yeah. Um, but we want to be able to also curate shorter, intimate events and, and bring kind of like future of food installations to other different festivals, any type of festival, really. It can be a yoga festival. It can be a, you know, um, government festival where people are coming together and talking at a more government level too, but we can bring the fun and the artistry and the inspiration because we believe that that is where people connect. When we feel inspired, then we take action and then we make change. Did that answer your question? Yeah, yes, and it's it's an ever evolving process, and really, uh, the sky's the limit if you think about it. But it's always down to resources and time, and you know, the, not lack of passion, certainly. Not like a passion. Yeah, we really want to follow the inspiration and the partners who want to work with us and the products that want to be featured, not just for what they are, but because 
of how and why they were created. You know, it's the story behind it. And nowadays we can go to a store and we are overwhelmed with the amount of choices. There is just so many choices out there. It can be hard to choose what is gonna make your body feel good. It can be even harder to even understand what that's going to be. And so we wanna create events that that do that and make it accessible and understandable and digestible. Well, that's uh, the perfect cap on that one, you know. Well, Ify, thank you for your time. Really appreciate you sitting down and talking with us. I know you've had a very busy few days, so appreciate it. And we look forward to keeping a pulse on what's happening with the Food Summit. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you want to follow the Future of Food, please visit our website, thefutureoffood.at. And we are fundraising to keep this going. So click on our Friends of Food page and let's get connected. Thanks for listening to HRN's coverage of South by Southwest 2023. You can listen to all of our coverage on our podcast, HRN on Tour. Find it on heritageradionetwork.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. Since 2009, HRN podcasts have been exploring the wide world of food, beverage, and agriculture. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.